What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Hope you're having a great start to your week, a fantastic Tuesday so far. Uh, Thanks for tuning in as always. So today, Tim and I start with our fun conversation. We kind of recap our weekend as usual. We talk about the McGregor Cowboy fight, a terrific 40 seconds that we got to see, but pretty amazing. McGregor's first one uh, back, and he really brought the heat. Then uh, we kind of have some fun stories from over the weekend that we share, so we laugh a little bit as well. I still don't have any new gym friends. Then we get into current events. Uh, So I talk about uh, creating a powerful pitch with the three-minute rule. So we talk a little bit about storytelling. Then in my RLE, I talk about losing that extra little bit of belly fat and kind of some tips for fat loss in general that I think are getting overlooked uh, in the industry in terms of what people are being marketed and then finish with some book talk. We're talking relationships and how having strong, social, healthy relations relationships, there we go, sound it out, can help give you a a longer, uh, but more fulfilling and healthier life as well. So Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, I love this episode. We talk about um, this new phone application called Clearview AI um, that uses facial recognition to help over 600 law enforcement agencies catch bad guys. Um, they take, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Yeah, and it's it's a pretty uh, in-depth app that is is kind of taking facial recognition to a whole new level in terms of our privacy on um, the data it's collecting. So we kind of talk talk about that app and a uh, pretty interesting conversation there. And then I also talk about the concept of brain writing. So a lot more companies should do this, and it's it's a very interesting twist to how you can get the most out of a meeting and people's feedback. Um, so I think we, we talked about this concept. I wrote about it in an article last week, and we, we get into a good discussion about that, about how you can you can spawn more productive conversations. So into that, and then in the show talking about Outwitting the Devil, the book by Napoleon Hill, I'm talking about setting goals in life and what every successful person does with their goals. I'm starting small. And I give you three different categories in which you can you can set small goals in these areas to move you closer and closer to your goal um, in a more effective manner. So a lot of good information here for you guys to take in. A lot of stuff you can apply. Um, I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Episode 111. It's a clean space for us. Yo, I appreciate your cleanliness in our our studio for now. That's right. I was so I was talking to well, we'll start about the drive over here. I was pissed. Like getting over here was it was an effort. Um there were lights that were the flashing reds. Mm-hmm. So you gotta go one at a time, like around the world style, and then so it takes forever. Uh got cut off. Um I was already a little, little frustrated, so I, I yelled in my car. I'm usually <laughs> good about my road rage, but I yelled in my car. Did it feel good afterward, though, to get it out? Nope. Oh, no? <laughs> no. No, because <laughs> nope. my, other, my other frustrations were still present. So I was, I was not satisfied with my choice words to myself about mm. other people. Okay. Yeah, I was not satisfied. But that's how it goes. Like, that wasn't the issue. Other things are the issue. So that's like yelling about something else isn't going to fix my current issues yeah. and frustrations. But we made it safely. 
Yeah. I have a vehicle that works. Yes. It's got heat. It's really fucking cold outside. Yeah. So I appreciate the heat. Yeah. You That's a, going in. You have gratitude. a key. You have a key to the car. I, I have a key to the car, which, Tim, who almost lost their key over the weekend? I almost lost my key last night. Mm-hmm. I, I left it. I left it at the pool area at the bar last night. Oh man. Got recovered it this morning. I I knocked on the door to the bar this morning, called the place. Someone had left it behind the bar. Yeah. Just a, it's just a lesson. The small things mm-hmm. that we have in everyday life, we just forget about how mm-hmm. valuable they are until we lose them. And how risky it is to go out and play pool. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so focused on, on getting getting wins that I... Oh, here we go. Here forget, we go. I forgot I set them down. Yep. Because I remember I sat down my, my eye drops and my chapstick next to my keys, too. Mm-hmm. So this morning when they returned the keys to me, I was just like... Did someone leave my eye drops here too? I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be a negative. <laughs> I did leave another thing, but your lips look really moist right now, sir. Were you, did you pick up a chapstick? Did you start using my chapstick, dick? Your yeah. lips are looking really nice. I know that brand. I know that. But yeah, we got it back. Small things. There you go. Yeah, the key, like, because you, you told me earlier that you would have had to get another one made. Yeah, because those were my backup. It's my last one. You almost lost the backup. Yep. And I don't know if your apartment complex like charges fines or anything for that, or if you just copy someone else's and don't say anything. I yeah. don't know. We just go through the garage door for now. I just I just bum off the roommates for yeah. their key. But yeah. Boom! Cross that bridge when we need to. Yeah, need right. To almost needed to. Yeah. Almost had to cross that one, Tim. Yeah. How did you play in pool? Decent. Do pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I left a couple shots out there, but I'm. I'm I feel ha- like we I'm haven't. Happy for... We hadn't gone in a while. I know we hadn't. So I'm. I'm glad we. Glad I showed some face in public. I've been a hermit lately. Which is okay. Yeah. Yeah, but like when I'm saying like, yo, it's time to go out. Like it's mm-hmm. been a while. Yeah. Like I needed to do something. Mm-hmm. Um. So we. Uh, then we watched the McGregor fight. Yeah. That was the long, dragged out fight for a forty second knockout. Forty seconds. Was it was like twenty. It was like twenty. Twenty seconds. I thought it was forty. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was forty. Yeah. Like so, what I really enjoyed was the ref was trying to let it go. Like mm-hmm. he was when Cowboy was like kind of sitting on the ground already, just get pummeled. He was trying to let it go. He tried to give him ample time to either cover up, uh, get out of it, or do something. Mm-hmm. And you could see it like he would start to go in. He goes, ah, you know, it's a big card fight. It's a McGregor fight. Of course yeah. it's a big card. And you saw him. He would step in and kind of back away. It'd start getting bad. He'd step towards, ah, not yet, not yet. So he he gave it enough time to where mm-hmm. he eventually just, he had to stop it. Yeah. Had to stop the fight. And I was kind of bummed, but kind of wasn't. Like, it was just so, like, shock and awe where it's like, okay, he just came back. And this is what he did. Mm-hmm. Like he hadn't missed a beat. Like, I don't. Did McGregor get hit once? I don't think so. I don't know if he got hit one time. I'm not sure. I don't think he did. Because I think Cowboy missed his first punch. That's when McGregor countered, missed his counter, but then got him on the the thigh with the thigh slash knee to the mm-hmm. the old chin chin chinery chin chin chiru chin 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 chiru yeah. Cowboy, he lost in less than a minute, so he doesn't deserve to be called Cowboy anymore. Donald, come on. <laughs> Donald Cerrone. 
Donald Saran. <laughs> Donald. No, but... Uh, He's joke- no longer getting a nickname when you lose in under a minute. He's now Donald. Jokes aside, though, McGregor did... He looked a lot more mature this fight. He looked like he, he was a lot more composed, a lot more focused, mm-hmm. a lot more... Less of the antics, more of the let's get down to this, let's get this dub. Sure. And didn't they say he was like sober for four months leading well, up to the fight? I don't know. I th- yeah, I think he said in an interview how he he's he's a pretty big drinker. He I think he has his own line of uh, their whiskey or something. He's got his own. Oh yeah, McGregor has his own whiskey. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he's big on the alcohol, and he and to to go so I mean go sober for three or four months, get ready for, for the fight. Like you could tell this this one meant a lot to him. He just wanted to get back on track. Mm-hmm. He did, man. Good. Yeah, dude, ain't no joke. He got back on track. That was forty seconds. Twenty seconds. Paid. I don't know how much he got paid, but you know he got paid. Yeah. To fight. It's good. Good for us at the bar. We we crossed the street, went over to Kilroy's, watched forty seconds, got a quick drink, then walked back and played more pool. Yeah, right. (laughs) Worked out well because yeah. So the the pool hall we were we were at. Big mistake. They didn't have the fight on. Like I. I don't know how you can afford to not have that type of fight on. I mean, av- average is in their name, so an average bar wouldn't have the fight. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, average Joe's though, no free ads. No, free- they have they have a good pool setup. Yeah, we always hashtag have no free ads, no love lost. What's the pay per view? What like a hundred bucks, something like that? Like fifty five, I think. That's it. I think. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Can't cough that up it. to. Well, they lost a bunch of customers, so. That's the thing. These bars, if you don't have that type of fight, like, they leave. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of, like, imagine the money that went out the door as opposed to what it would have cost to buy the fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're lucky that people like us went back just because we wanted to play more pool. But a lot of those people we didn't see come back, and we were there for at least another hour. Yeah. I mean, it's like a 50 to $100 investment for people to just stay there for like a couple more hours and drink and they lost you make that money back in like five minutes yeah they lost so much more than that yeah so bummer but patrick uh your average joke yeah patrick got a picture at kilroy's last night of all the tvs in kilroy's that had the fight on all at once i think it was like all 20 of them. it just looks funny like a picture of it yeah i gotta yeah. get that picture from him. um when we were when we got the lift so we talked about lyft and uber and their safety reports um, I noticed that Lyft in their app, when you were waiting for your ride, and I don't know how long it's been there, but like, I feel like I would have noticed beforehand. It has in in small print in italics, uh, visible though. It says reminder, uh, confirm the license plate. Mm. Yeah, so I like that little. Things like that, because you've heard that, oh, you, you want to make sure you double-check the license plate. They have the number on there and things, but it's never, from what I remember, I don't think they have that until recently, mm. where it's, hey, remember to check the license plate, just to, you never know. Yeah. So, like, you know what, good move, Lyft. Good nice move. nice little safety feature, a little add-on into the app there. Yeah. Um, it's always good to double-check. Just like, a, oh, hey, you yeah. know what? Yeah, I should just double check real quick because it takes, what, two extra seconds? Mm-hmm. So just a quick whoop. All right, we're good. Yep. I like um, that. Yeah, so I was like, big uh, big ups to Lyft. Good good little move there. Uber, um, does Uber do anything like that right now? I don't, I don't know. So. I usually use Lyft. I used it this morning to go down and try to find my key. Mm, so. yep. I don't think they did. Yep. <laughs> I use Lyft more than Uber. I have better 
driver experiences with Lyft, mm. where they Just seem, the yeah, yeah, they seem more interactive and engaged. Where sometimes Uber, you kind of get like this this uppity vibe of I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. it's a better interaction usually with Lyft, and I have I have a little beef with Uber still. Not that I hold grudges, but last time I was traveling, I had scheduled a ride to the airport the night before because you can schedule rides, you know. And I scheduled a ride to get me at I don't know five thirty six o'clock something like that, and. The dude was like four minutes away, poof, gone, off the map, just poof, just like that. Even made the little noise too on the poof. Magic trip. And I'm like, are you shitting me? You just, you bone me like this? Like, I'm going to the airport. Mm-hmm. Like, not because I get enjoyment out of doing that. I need to go somewhere on a time schedule. That's why I scheduled this ride, and you're just going to blow me off like that. So luckily, lift, dun 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 <laughs> To the rescue. Yeah, I forget uh, what her name was, but I even told her. She goes, oh, for real? Like, they just, like, left you like that? I was like, yes. I was like, thank you for being my savior this morning. I was like, I have a flight. Flights have times. I need to be on time. And uh, (laughs) I was like, and this dude just just completely disregarded a scheduled ride from the night before. I was like, not like I was rushing this morning to get a ride. And I was like, so I'm glad that you're you're up and at them. She goes, oh, yeah, I'll take care of you. I'll get you there. Like, you make your flight. And I'm like, yes. Yep. We are friends. Customer service. Yeah, so go Lyft. Um, you also have beef with someone else, right? Hmm? Don't you have beef with another company? Who else do I have beef with? How many people do I have beef, beef with? Chipotle. Oh, yeah. No, no pun intended. But I do have some beef with Chipotle. So... Gotta give you your time to get this out of here. Yeah, thank you for reminding me because it was 2019 that I converted from Doba being number one to Chipotle being number one. And I've given them a lot of credit and I gotta gotta play play both sides of the coin here. They ran out of both rices the other night. Mm. And not that sour cream applies to me, but they also ran out of sour cream. Mm. And I went in there after a nice workout and I was like, you know what? I haven't had Chipotle in a long time. I'm going to get a nice burrito bowl, extra rice, get my carbs in, get some nice carne asada. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. I was going to get some guac. Oh, they were also out of guacamole. Gosh, that is... Which they charge extra for. And there's still an hour left. So it's not like I was at 9.50 walking in that joint. Like, you had a full hour of work left. And yeah, that's I'm like, you're not, you you're not going to do at least one more thing of rice? Take you how many minutes? Like, a little more rice? So... A lot of people do come in in that last hour. Yeah. What do you expect? And, and so I saw in the one thing, in the white rice container, there was still, like, a good amount. Like, maybe a serving. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, all right, before you order anything, we're out of both rices, sour cream, guacamole, and corn. <laughs> you might as well close up the place at that point. <laughs> and I go, both rices? You out of both? Yep. <laughs> no compassion from this cat. None. And so I see some white rice in the container. And so I just kind of look down at it. And I kind of lean over the glass, you know, kind of like the, well, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. I'm not like going to be most, a dick about it. In the most it. indirect way possible. But I was just kind of looking at it. I go, is there? He goes, oh, that's like stuck to the side. Can't get it out. 
And I'm like, come on, man. You are really not helping anyone here. You have an hour left, and you're not going to do any more rice. I'm just saying. I still got the bowl because lucky for him and my belly, I had cooked rice already at home. So I used my rice Mm -hmm. because Chipotle could not deliver rice to me. But I was a little, like, and I'm coming off way more frustrated than this requires. But I was a little surprised at just the lack of, how should I put this? Just offering to provide the solution. Mm -hmm. Where you were just okay being out of five different things in your assembly line here for a whole nother hour of business. I easily could have walked out of there. That's 10 bucks gone. The two people in front of me, they still got their shit. That's 20 bucks if they would have walked out, at least. So it's like right there, you lucked out because people just wanted to eat something. Yeah. At that point, you should give half, you should give half off to people. Yeah, or like hook a brother up with some stuff. Like maybe give me double meat or something, yeah. you know? Because they, mo- they make more money as a company when that stuff happens. Yeah. And so, yeah, and now unfortunately, I mean, any press is pretty decent press, but this... I'm not painting them in the best of light. Mm. What I will rec- or um, what I will commend them for is he at least brought it to me up front, like, "Hey, this is everything we're out of before you order it." Which at restaurants they don't really do as well, where you order something, oh, so we're out of that, and it's like you order something else and that happens. You know, <laughs> give me the lay of the land before I order my stuff. Like, don't tease my stomach like this. <laughs> Um, so I will commend them for that, but a whole hour left of business, no more rice. You're just going to accept defeat just like that. I had the rice, Tim. I brought the rice. (laughs) Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a little bummer, a little bummer, but Hey, it is very uncharacteristic of them though. Yeah. Still better than Kidoba. Had a stranger. I got to give some, uh, big ups to was parking downtown and, uh, you know, it's all meter parking. And so, we uh, we park, and I was with a buddy of mine, and this guy, he, he had just parked his car. Well, it looked like it, and you know I wasn't like, didn't park too close or anything. He comes up to my window, and I kind of roll it down, and I'm thinking maybe he's actually leaving. Maybe he just needs a little more room, whatever. And he goes, hey, man, just so you know, like, these are only coin-operated meters. Like, you can't use your card, and so I don't know if you have change. One kind of fucked up on me already. But just wanted to let you know. I was like, oh, I don't have change. I really appreciate that. Like, good looking out. Like, just complete stranger. Didn't owe me a thing. Didn't know me. Although he thought he did. So he looks down the window. And I go, sup, dude? And he was with his girl. And uh, he goes, oh, hey, man. And I don't say anything. Because I know exactly what's going on. I obviously remind him of someone. On a quick glance, he thought I was that person. So I just kind of look at him. With like a soft smile, right? Because I'm going to let this cat come to his own conclusion that I'm not who he thinks I am. (laughs) So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to embarrass him out loud. He just, oh, and I just kind of wait for him. I'm like, you're going to answer your own question here. Give it a few seconds. And uh, so he goes, oh, sorry, dude. I completely thought you were someone else. I'm like, dude, it's cool. No worries. (laughs) But I appreciate you looking out on these coin-only meters because that's some garbage. (laughs) So my buddy... As we're pulling up, he goes, this guy trying to pay our second spot, there's these, so wh- wh- whoever's listening, if you have 
a bigger city around you, the the meter parking, there's the big stand where you pay your card, you enter your space, so on and so forth. And we pull up to our second spot, closer to where we needed to be anyway, worked out. And my buddy leans over, he goes, this guy trying to pay for this spot right now is not pleased. And I couldn't look. I guess he was looked disgruntled, was kind of yelling at the machine. And I'm just kind of being an ass, and I joke with my buddy. I'm like, nah, it's a user error thing. He just doesn't know what space he's in. And so we get out, and we start walking up to the thing. And he goes, yeah, the, this isn't working for me. Maybe you guys can figure out. But I've done this four fucking times now, and it won't fucking take my payment, and I can't get it to work. And so... <laughs> In my head, I'm kind of laughing. I'm kind of grinning. And Jimmy, my buddy Jimmy, goes up to it, does it flawlessly, uh, enters the space, pays, puts the time in, we're done. And he goes, so, so, so what did you do there? And one, like, so ah, I'm such a smartass by, by just nature of who I am. But I kept my comments to myself because on these meters are instructions. One, two, three steps. Hit okay, you're done. Brother obviously didn't read the steps. He was still yelling, yelling at the machine. And he tried to go out of order again. We're like, no, we literally had to tell him, enter your space number first. And he goes for the card first. No, no, no. Because if you put the card first, you're going to ruin it again. Space first, then the card. Can't leave the card in. You got to pull it back out. Enter it quickly, fully, and then remove it. So we got him to finally get his space. And he goes... Jesus, that was so fucking painful. And I'm like, yeah, man, go get yourself a double. <laughs> and so we're walking away. I go, see, Jimmy, I told you it was user error. <laughs> Gosh, getting so worked up about that. I know, man. But I did yell at someone who cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it comes happens. full circle. But again, like you said, other frustrations. Speaking of circles, Mac Miller's new album, Circles. Have you listened to it yet? No. Oh, it's good. It's good. So I I have to call out my prediction from last week's episode. The vibe was the same as Good News, the single that came out. The vibe was very similar in the album where you hear quite a few references of clearly he was struggling. Like he didn't commit suicide. He had bad coke, right? But clearly he was, he was hurting for a while. So in Good News, there's... Uh, Alani goes, why do they need me to stay? Things like that. And there's different references like that throughout the album where you hear him just kind of, he's not in the best of, of spaces mentally, it seems. And so, you know, that swimming in circles mantra where this uh, complements his swimming album, it's like, okay, like starting to get it where he was kind of in a bad spot, it seemed like. But it, it resonates with people. Mm-hmm. You know, so when when you're struggling with some things, you hear someone like that where you think, oh, they're way up here, like it's all hunky dory, they have everything, money, car, whatever. Where it's that's not the case. That doesn't predict their happiness and and how they're doing inside their own head. And uh, so it was just it was a really cool album. Uh, I was talking to my brother about it, and good vibe, calmer uh, setting to where you actually it makes you want to listen to the lyrics. You know, a lot of people just listen to the good beat and, and it goes well, but where you listen to the words and what he's saying, where it, uh, yeah, it, it, it hit home um, in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, good album. Glad you enjoyed it. 
from the dead, man. He's yeah. St- still killing it. That adds another level of effect to it. Yeah, so, and uh, yeah, still no new gym friends, by the way. <laughs> still working on that update from last week? Yeah, we'll call it. I'm working on it. Have you tried Have you tried to reach out to anybody? Still working on it. Okay. Right. Still working on Report reaching back. out to someone. <laughs> Report back next time. Yeah, I mean, I have some, like, I have a, f- a regular friend, a few of them, but I don't know. I, In all honesty, I guess I could put forth more effort. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But you're also not always there to just have a conversation. But it is a social social thing. More effort. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. Yeah. That's what I need. All right. So maybe next week I will have put in more effort. Maybe next week I'll still need more effort. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But still no new gym friends. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I mean, I think it is tough if it's just the weight, like if you're just strictly in the weight room setting. Mm-hmm. The friends I've made at the gym have really ne- haven't come from the weight room. It, they've come from like the basketball gym, mm. where it's like more like social, like you're meant to interact with other people when playing basketball. Got it. Um, the weight room, it it is tricky. Like you, it, yeah, like you have to. Pe- most people are in there to just focus, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes like, you can have those side conversations that can develop it. But they're like less likely to happen in there as opposed to like other areas of the gym. I feel like. Yeah. So. Because it's like. That's one of my pockets of peace, right? So yeah. it's not that people are invading that, but I like that for myself. Right. But I also do like when I see my gym friends, like, mm-hmm. you know, my Tanzanian friend especially. He's a cool cat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll work on it. I'll mm-hmm. keep working on it. All right. Slowly and surely. Looking forward to hearing your I'll get. I'll get more new friends. <laughs> no new friends. <laughs> uh, anything else from your weekend, Tim? Um, you have a pretty good weekend. I like yeah, I, I, th- I think the the biggest thing for my weekend is I got a new dresser and a new nightstand. Ooh, so. little IKEA. Yeah, Ooh, IKEA all right. action. All so right. I'm in an effort to become a lot more organized. I yeah, mean, I've got my clothes like folded up on, in my closet, like on the ledges at the top. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to free up some space in there, so I got a dresser and the nightstand has been a good addition to the room as well. And yeah, I th- I'm really trying to hone in on how I can make my like bedroom space even more organized than what it is and like mm. more, I don't know, like more conducive to be more productive. Cause I'm trying to be as productive as possible if I can. Right. Uh, whether it's at my desk or reading or whatever. I just feel like when things are, the more organized they are, the like the less stress you have, mm-hmm. the more time you have to spend on working on work or getting smarter, or doing something productive rather than looking for where things are. Sure. So I think it's, that's kind of the, the biggest thing. I mean, ever since watching Marie Kondo on, on Netflix, she's the lady that goes into people's houses and reorgan helps them reorganize. Oh, you've told me house. about her. That really had an impact. Like it really <laughs> does make a difference. I swear. Like, so I'm just trying to, trying to incorporate that. Marie Kondo my, touching yeah. bedrooms from afar. Yeah. I would, I would suggest it for everybody for sure. Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's, Funny, because I just got a new dresser for... It was a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Is it up yet? No. <laughs> Still working on it. <laughs> I've not been looking forward to it. So that's... Uh, I might do it in increments this week. Just kind of do some when I get sick of it. Take a break. Do a little more. So by next week, it'll be up. By okay. next next episode. <laughs> Good. That's my goal, too. Don't want to rush into things, right? But So are you one of these crazy people about Ikea? Were you just nuts about it? Am I nuts about it? Because like, no. when like it, I enjoy it, but I'm not like. Because there's a lot of it. people that like go crazy for IKEA. Like We're, how crazy? Like they make it a day. Like it's a oh. thing, you know. Well, I mean that's the style of the store. Like 
a whole day, no, but like you're going to be spending at least an hour in there. Like it's I feel like other people enjoy it a lot more than I do. Oh, yeah, it's definitely like that's the goal of the store. Like they like they want it to be more than just going in there and picking like picking out stuff. It's a it's a whole mm-hmm. shopping experience. They have a a dining court in the store right halfway right. through like it's not i mean people really do turn it turn it into a day because like yeah. when i go there i want to get in get my crap and get out yeah but that's, that, not, that's, that's just me that's not the type of store it, like if you're going yeah to that, you shouldn't go to ikea if that's what you're trying to do yeah but ikea has what i need they do have a, some good stuff like and if, if you like if you're going in there for like one or two things and like you know what you want and you walk at a good pace and you don't like stop and dot and look at everything you can get through there and like 30 to 40 minutes. I feel like I've done pretty well. If you if like if you really focused and know what you want. Like I went in there and got a nightstand, a couple lamps and a dresser and we kind of stopped and looked at a couple things. I was able to make it out less than an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah, I thought yeah. And, and, it, and the not, lines weren't that long either. And not that I have a thing against IKEA. I like IKEA. They have great stuff. Great people. Um and it is a good like buyer experience mm-hmm. they, they've done a good job with that yeah i'm just the type of person where i don't want to spend that long when it first came to indianapolis people just kind of i thought went nuts about it like oh, portillo's yeah. that i understand mm-hmm. go nuts for portillo's <laughs> every day right but uh I, ikea just okay i kind of know what i want there's some good options all right let's get this let's call it a day mm-hmm. like i have a nightstand for them quality nightstand uh, just got a dresser, you know, got to, got to put that up, but, and that'll be a, a quality dresser. And, uh, yeah, I just, I like to get in, get my stuff, get out. Now I will tell you, I have gotten pretty dazed and confused in the lamp section because there's some pretty cool looking lamp, there is. lamps, which sounds really strange, but there's some cool stuff. Dude, it's a cool, it's a cool store. If you're just going to like, <laughs> like browse around and like look at things. Yeah. Like, just admire some of the stuff there. Mm-hmm. They got some good stuff there. So I have gotten kind of lost in the lamps. Yeah. I like the workspace section where they have the desks mm, and yep. like the chairs. And yep. I nerd out on that stuff. <laughs> but so yeah. Ikea's doing well. No, they're doing Yeah, we've, yeah. we've covered in this episode before. I can't remember what episode it was. What, like, why Ikea's doing so well. Because um, they are. They just, it's a unique shopping experience. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. All right, Tim, what is going on in the world? you got a couple current events for us today. Yeah, so there's an app. Okay, so we all know facial recognition. It's been around Mm -hmm. for like 20 years, I would say. Like police have been using facial recognition for quite a long time. But like recently there's been a lot of like companies and like apps that are getting smarter about the technology behind facial recognition. That's kind of what I want to talk about today. We talked about how like – Cities like San Francisco have banned it, mm-hmm. facial recognition. But silly, it really is becoming a very uh, valid, valuable tool for law enforcement. Yeah, like they like they can solve crimes very easily now and efficiently because of facial recognition. But like when it starts to become more available to the public, like through apps, and a lot of times when when police like use this. Is our, is our personal data that's in these facial recognition apps safe? And, like, can people, like, get into it? Like, personal. So there's always the privacy yeah. aspect. So that's what I want to talk about today. There's an app called Clearview AI. It's called it's spelled C-L-E-A-R-V-I-E-W, like, like it sounds. Clearview AI. Um, it was developed by an Australian uh, tech mogul called Hone Ton That. 
H-O-A-N, and then T-O-N-T-H-A-T, Tan Thanh. So he's, Interesting. He's Vietnamese born, but he's an Australian citizen. I think he's lived there for most of his life. Okay. Very, very smart person. I think he moved to Silicon Valley around the time the iPhone was coming out. But Like Austral- the original? Yeah. Oh, so, he, I mean, he's, he's a tech guy. Like, he's yeah. a tech guy. He grew up there. Um, and he invented this tool um, that could potentially end our own ability to walk down the street anonymously. And I'll get into that here in a second. So the tool, okay. Clearview, Clearview AI, uh, it's a facial recognition app that is being used right now by over 600 law enforcement agencies in the United States, ranging from like local local cop forces like in Florida, the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security. It's becoming kind of a big thing. Um, and kind of the concept of the app is you take a picture of a person, you upload it into the app, and the app has an algorithm where you can see like public photos of that person along to where their their photos are. So what it's saying is like, say a video comes, like video surveillance of someone getting in a fight comes up. Mm -hmm. You can take the video surveillance and put it into this app. And if that person has been in a Facebook video, um, their LinkedIn profile. So any, anything any, that person's anything tagged Anything about that person online about with social media, um, it'll get linked to that. So you, like your like your identity through social media, it gets connected to a photo, like a random photo that you would upload into this app. So if I'm walking down the street and I have my phone out and I just like, as I'm walking, maybe someone thinks I'm taking video of the mm-hmm. skyline, whatever. And I snap a picture of some stranger walking towards me, and I get a pretty good shot of their face. Mm-hmm. I can put that in this app, and I can find all the other photos that person's in yep. across platforms. Yep. Facebook videos, LinkedIn, LinkedIn profile, Instagram. Oh, that's a little twisted, man. So there's over, Come on, mate. There's over 3 billion images in the Clearview AI database that have been scraped from Facebook, YouTube, even Venmo, and millions of other sites. Um, Brothers can't even pay their friend for a pizza without getting sniped. It's crazy, man. Come on. Um, and so another thing to that makes us even crazier is there's a computer code in the app that's going to be able – it's not developed yet. It's not, it's not released yet, I should say. But this company is developing augmented reality glasses where, like, you'll be able to potentially put on these glasses and you can look at a person – and all the information will show up in the glasses. Like it, like you'll be like, if you're like sitting on the subway or like uh-huh. sitting in like a waiting area, you could look at a person. It'll sh- it'll bring up like their LinkedIn profile, like because it brings up their image of the person and the link to where that image came from. So you could you could potentially just look at a person and know what they do for a living, how many social media followers they have. Because it, it, so it's like the inside of Iron Man's mask. Yeah, and it reminds me, have you, Black Mirror? Have you seen the episode? Nope. Okay, so there's an episode on Black Mirror where like people can like look at other people and know what their like social ranking is. Like it ranks people's social ranking by just looking at them. And Black Mirror is one of those shows that's like a futuristic show that like predicts like what technology can like lead to, like dangerously. And like it's gonna be this type of stuff that like leads to that. Like the fact that because your data's out there, there's apps where they can pair, like you can look at a person It'll download the photo that you're seeing through the augmented reality and like pull up all this information for it. So that's that's the dangers of it. That's crazy. Um, like that suit. We're getting super invasive. Yeah. Super invasive. Um. 
and people still get up in arms about like the Patriot Act and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is, yeah, this cannot be a thing. Yeah. Like, this well, is where you can just upload a, a photo of anyone starting there that you mm-hmm. can see everything else that they're involved in. Yeah. And like this, this is a valuable tool for law enforcement. Like yes. obviously like this is great for law enforcement. 100%. But, but then the question asked like when, like when law enforcement uploads photos to this app, how safe is your information on there? Like, yeah. Cause the comp like the, the app Clearview. They're the ones that can that determine the strength of how secure your data is in this app. Like they're the ones that house it all. So like, how can we trust that anything that the police is using wouldn't be available to like mm-hmm. everybody else? Um, but it's become a big thing. Like what this what Clearview AI has been doing is been offering law these law enforcement agencies like a thirty day free trial to use this thing. Oh wow! And if they like it, they're only offering them at two thousand dollars a year for a license. Which a is, year? Which is very affordable. Two thousand. For per year, I thought for, you were gonna go two thousand a month. No, nah, two thousand a year, and it's crazy. Like, uh, and what? And I also yo, hold on that. You need a business manager, cause <laughs> we got you off the dome radio. DM us, bro. But yeah, the company has raised over seven million dollars from investors, and they, I mean, it's just gaining popularity because it's been wor- like it's been working with with police departments, and like police departments are telling other police departments about it. Um, but it's they, in the app store right now. I, I would have to look. I'm not sure. I'm going to look real I, quick. I don't know. But yeah, the thing is, like, the Indiana State Police Department used this, actually, to solve a crime in under 20 minutes. So Whoa. what I was telling you earlier, so there was, like, a fight in a park where a guy shot another guy, and someone got the fight on video. So they approached that person, got the video from the person, uploaded the video into this app, and they were able to f- find the identity of this, of this guy and arrest him because he was in a Facebook video. <clears throat> that's wild. Yeah. Like, that's super helpful. Yeah. So okay, so I'm finding like Clearview Social. Um, there's that could an, be it right there actually. I there's don't know. a Vision AI. Let me see what this Clearview Social is. Uh, I think this is just more like a type of networking thing. It mm-hmm. looks like. So it, initially it wasn't supposed to the de- initial design of it wasn't supposed to be for law enforcement but I think that's kind of what he's pivoted towards like this is something that they're licensing to people now because of how like powerful tool it is I was gonna say if because it's it's very like releasing this to the public would obviously like companies like Google they could have done this years like mm-hmm. so much earlier but like what what type of public backlash would Google get for just releasing this thing right yeah, that's the thing. Like, I that's think what you it should stay to law enforcement. Yeah, in well, terms of availability, like yeah, I don't think this should go on like public market. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Like yes, that totally agree. But there's gonna be so many companies that are gonna be just capitalizing and like improving upon this technology. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of companies out there that are like this where I feel like eventually will we will we be able to control it to only law yeah, enforcement? That's a good point. That's so. A good point. It's just crazy, man. I just thought I'd highlight Clearview AI, or yeah, Clearview AI. Clearview I just thought it was interesting AI. how like we like there people know a lot more about you than what you think. Risky so, business, man. AI anything is risky business. Yeah, heard that from also Elon Musk when he was on Joe Rogan, getting super baked. <laughs> uh, he advised caution because you've seen videos of these robots. 
that can like do push-ups, that can do human things mm-hmm. on their own. And he was getting specific to that, to where he goes, it will take something catastrophic to regulate. He mm-hmm. goes, and I know regulations. I've done a few of them. They take years, mm-hmm. years to finalize. So it, he predicted it would have to kill a human. Yeah. Before it, it's basically iRobot mm-hmm. is what we're going to move towards. And, but even with this, like this is super dangerous stuff for just average Joes like you and me to have. Like this is, but again, yeah, to your point, someone's going to be the one that wants to offer it to the public for cash mm-hmm. and IPO that thing. So, yeah, it's slippery slope, man. Because, yeah, being able to know and find out that much about anyone, any complete stranger, like, this could really help solve crime, and it could also drive crime, I think. Mm-hmm. Because if you know everything about someone else, like their their patterns of going out, if you follow them and they have a nice house, you know, okay, so they usually go out on the weekends, that's my time. So you can figure yes. a lot of things yes. out about people. Intel. Yes. So it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that this has been helping, but I mean, in my mind, I think we can link it as a partial cause that could lead to more. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's so, just something to be aware of. I mean, so. yeah, but shout out to this guy. Uh, seems like he's helping the right people doing it for the right reasons, it seems. Um, I think he charge a little bit more money personally yeah yeah which i think he will give us a shout man we're gonna, we're gonna tag you in the in the post give us a shout we'll manage <laughs> hell yeah cheap commission at first <laughs> first three months are free six months kicks in that's right <laughs> i like that price structure yeah yeah just making deals man but he gives value first 30 yes. days free i mean that's the key 30 to days good free. business model yeah. give value first yeah so seems to be working mm-hmm. um i was reading an article on entrepreneur about crafting a powerful pitch with the three-minute rule. Okay. So this guy, um, Brant Pinvidich, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm not familiar with his work. Apparently, he's an author as well okay. about the three-minute rule. Uh, great storyteller. So he was, well, not an article, I guess, more of a video of, it was like a 20-minute video on someone else's podcast on this guy, David Meltzer, which I think we've probably referenced some of his work Name sounded really familiar, so I think mm-hmm. we've talked about him too. But this guy, Brant, was getting at, don't always make your speech about trying to move someone emotionally. Like, everyone is trying to do that, but everyone also knows people are trying to do that, where you try to really tug at heartstrings and, and pull the emotion card, and that's good. Like, you need to get your point across, but at the same time, like, have them bring the emotion into the conversation. Mm-hmm. To where you give such good information where they bring the emotion to you. Mm-hmm. And then you use that. Yeah. So it's like if you know you used to sell mats, not rugs. <laughs> They're mats. And so emotionally, I'm like, all right, everyone's trying to sell me these mats. There's Cintas, there's you guys, there's so-and-so. Like, but when you give me the right and really quality information of, hey, this is how much you can save. This is how much you're not going to spend on this kind of stuff where you can spend elsewhere. Then they bring their emotion into it. Okay, I'm, I am trying to be cost effective here. Now you have my attention. 
and then you you reel it in. So you give them the bite-sized pieces, kind of like a movie. This guy described it as a movie. You get small increments where you see character development. You see plot changes. Mm-hmm. You, you have that rising action, that climax. You know, you, you bring people piece by piece, but you need to lead them to where you want them to go. Yeah. Because they don't know where to go. You lead them. They bring the emotion with you. So you have to get them involved with that. Mm-hmm. You have to be captivating. You have to capture them with what you're presenting. Mm-hmm. So then they get emotional. Like you don't always have to tug on on their emotional strings, but even but when it time when that time comes, if you've done it right, it won't take much. Yeah, and you have them. Yeah, but it's also you know with that good storytelling is practice and reps. We've t- we talked with Scott Motts, great conversation from last Thursday episode one ten. Check it out. What what and. He talked about inflection and things and, and practicing and reps. And so there's a lot that goes into that storytelling. Mm-hmm. But when you're delivering is is where you have to capture. Yeah. And make them bring some to the table as well. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't, I didn't think of it in terms like that. Like, yeah, you want, you want people to get emotionally invested into what you're saying or buying or, or selling, whatever it is. But the idea of, leading them piece by piece to where they bring it to you, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is actually really fascinating. Yeah. So I might check out his book too um, because he, he was also just good at speaking. And you could tell, yeah. like, this man could, could sell snow to an Eskimo. Right? Yeah. So, Dude, I, I nerd out on, on public speaking. I'm t- like, I, I yeah. enjoy learning about it. I enjoy doing it. And you like talking about it like a movie. It really, it really is like a movie. And it mm-hmm. puts things like to put it in like most simple terms. Like, there's a reason why people love watching movies. And you notice like how every movie has the same type of development. You have like at the beginning of the movie that kind of sets the characters, the setting, just the situation of everything, and then a problem arises that needs to be solved. And there's the buildup of oh, how's it like? How are we going to solve this problem? And then they solve the problem, whether a hero comes and saves the day, they figure it out, mm-hmm. and everything works out. The same type of thing works with a presentation. Like, the, at the beginning, like, setting, like, you need to let the cut, like, the customer know or the audience know that you understand their situation. Like, you're outlining, hey, like, I understand what you're going through. This is what the current situation is. And then you talk, you, you build up a need for what you're giving them. Like, you talk, like, that's the problem, like... You, you set the, the situation as to why they need what you're giving them. And then you solve the problem by giving your presentation and your value proposition. You yeah. solve the day. It's like a movie. Like a presentation is really like a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's like what people buy into. So Yeah. But I, like, I love that. I like how you, you said you need to bring up the problem too. So in terms of understanding what they're dealing with. So that's where... We talked with Scott Moss. He goes, you need to paint mental pictures and images. Mm-hmm. You need them to create pictures in their mind of what's happening. Make it real. So we'll use our, our Matt example again. You know, you go in somewhere and you you say, you know, who you are and, and this and that. But it's like, you know, we, we do have the best quality mats here for, for the best price as well. But... You know, and then you connect like you're paying twice as much as you should be. You have this fee and this fee and this fee. Then you understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like they tell you your issue and then you realize like, okay, I can really capitalize on that issue. But then you understand. Yeah. You make that connection of, hey, I know that you're paying way too much 
and you're getting gouged here. Mm-hmm. Like now we're talking. Yeah. And, and quantify it into something else that they may care more about. Like it's one thing to say, hey, I'm going to save you money here. Mm-hmm. But like maybe you heard about the other employees talking about, hey, we need a new printer in this office. Hey, mm-hmm. we want to put a ping pong table in. You tell that person, hey, if you save this money here, you can go buy yourself a ping pong table. Like you bring yeah. like other things into it, like besides just the X's and O's of it. And like you really go a step deeper, so you actually care about their entire situation of their, for of their sure. Office. So yeah, because then that leads to you know more productivity. Yeah, it's a better environment. They make you more money. They're more efficient with their work. They enjoy it a little more. Mm-hmm. Ergo, you buy mats from Tim. Your people are happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I connected that math. I'm pretty good at math. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> got it down. They're, they're not buying the mat. They're buying the peace of mind. They're buying the extra time they can spend. Ooh, they're, kill them. They're buying the ping pong table. They never that. And deliver. every office needs a Cha-ching. ping pong table. Ching. And every office needs. Where's ours? <laughs> downstairs. 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 Yep. Downstairs. Right on. Yeah. So that um, I just like hearing really good storytellers, really good speakers, and because like you, I mean, we both love the speaking aspect too, and. It's good to just study those people as well, mm-hmm. H- how they speak, how they deliver, what they're saying, but how they're saying it. And uh, it's just fun to, to learn from someone who can really deliver a good message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this guy, this guy Brant, was, was good. So I don't know. I'll shoot, see if we can uh, get either, if not both of these guys on the podcast. I think they're both uh, a wealth of knowledge and information. So mm-hmm. we always try. Um, but yeah, that, that was my uh, current event. You got okay. something else for us? Uh, we can go ahead and move on to RLE just to balance oh, it out. Get, get some real life experience. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Timmy, you want to start this one off? Yeah, I can. Um, so la- this past week, I was writing an article um, about creative thinking games. Okay. Like games where either games or exercises and... As I was doing research, I, I came across and I ended up writing about this this game, uh, the concept of brain writing. Mm. You ever heard of it? Mm-mm. So I feel like in today, like today's work world, I mean, you have productive meetings, you have unproductive meetings. Whenever whenever a group of people come together, I feel like it's sometimes it's tough for everybody to give their full opinion about something all at once. Agreed. Um, yeah, like some people do it better than others, but. Brain writing solves this problem. So, what ha- like ha- this concept of brain writing? How it works is if you're like if your team at work is coming together um, to solve a problem, or if you're talking about a new product coming out or a new concept, whatever the theme of the meeting is, and w- when you need like everybody's feedback on something, ask that question to the team, and then have everybody write their opinion or their thoughts on the piece of paper about the topic. So everybody writes it on onto a piece of paper. And then once everybody writes their thoughts down, pass all the papers to the or pass your paper to the person to the right of you, and they can write their thoughts on what they think about your idea. Mm. And then you do it again to the point where everybody in the meeting has been able to write on everybody else's thought. And then at the end of the like, you can do this at the same meeting or you can do this at another meeting. Compile all the feedback and go around the room and like figure out the best ideas based on what people wrote. Hmm. So I think, I thought this was cool. I'd never heard about this before. I think what it solves is it prevents one person from like dominating a meeting or like one person talking too much in a meeting and it allows everybody to get their thoughts out 
on paper without maybe some people are hesitant about sharing their their thoughts like Mm -hmm. out loud about something this i feel like gives people their own opinion and allows everyone to express it on everybody else's opinion so do they leave their names off it too I don't know. Maybe yeah, you could do Cause, that because that would be that would be a good idea. To, yeah, to your point, because in that's actually I, a great I, idea. I, I probably would leave them off. Yeah, I've been guilty of this where you don't say everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're better like writing it down. So if some idea is just it really sucks, mm-hmm. it's like you can't you don't want to say that to someone. But even trying to put that nicely, like hey, I I just don't think that's a good idea. This is why. Even stuff like that. Nowadays, everyone gets so offended mm-hmm. if you have uh, a difference of opinion. So, you know, putting it on paper anonymously, it's like, okay, this is why this might not be a good idea. And if there's one person just kind of leading that meeting where, okay, here are some good thoughts and concerns with this idea. Mm-hmm. A- and and I agree with, with these. I disagree with these. But this is everything laid out. Yeah. And no one knows who wrote on, on what. Right. So maybe, you know, if everyone just turns in their idea, shuffle them up, hand them out, no one knows whose is whose, and then it's a little more objective yeah. to where it's like, okay, put it on the board, and what stacks up against what, what's mm-hmm. the best idea, all the reasonings, worst idea, the reasonings, then yep. people, oh, okay, in their mind, if they're like, oh, that was my idea, it's not ranking very high, but those are really good points, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's a little more for lack of a better word, hostile. Mm-hmm. But to your point, everyone gets their, their thoughts and opinions out because you know not everyone thinks the same things. Mm-hmm. You need to know what everyone else is thinking. And if someone is holding back, that could be vital information to why you shouldn't do one thing or, or something of, hey, if we did this, like that would have done really well here. Why didn't we hear about this before? Mm-hmm. You know, You don't want people scared to do so so yeah i, I like this I, I like everyone to your point kind of saves on on time too and you don't have to sludge through it and it's like oh here we go again everyone just starts writing go yeah i'm gonna try to i'm also gonna suggest this at my company see if we can implement it mm. in some ways not i mean shouldn't you don't need to do this for every meeting but i do yeah. think it's i mean it's important to implement on something that's that's fairly important and you want everybody to get their opinions out so for, i know sure brain, <clears throat> brain writing man. so Brain writing. Yeah, I've not, not heard that term. That's interesting, though. Before last week, I hadn't heard it either. But. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> man, you know, and depending on, like, the amount of people, it might, you know, we you might have to break up the meeting. Mm-hmm. To your point, you said, you know, it might not be this meeting, could be an, another meeting to where, okay, the person who's leading the meeting goes through all the notes, <clears throat> gets everything reported or in an email or, you know, it's copied somewhere for everyone to have and look at and then the follow-up is is the decision where then everyone can look at all the reasons and then vote on what yep. the best thing is so i like it a little more time but i think overall maybe it takes less time mm-hmm. and less people trying to talk over someone else and you know yep. measure dicks yeah so speaking of measuring dicks uh, i'm going to talk about losing some belly fat <laughs> So, because I've I've seen a lot of articles of just, you know, have flabby arms, still struggling to lose that uh, weight around the waist from the holidays. It's like, okay, let's start with the fact that we can't spot reduce fat. <clears throat> you yeah. can't just start doing, <clears throat> God bless. Get yourself get, some water. Ah, ah, uh, uh, need some water. 
That's some high quality H2O. That's what my mama said. <laughs> um, okay, sorry about that, kids. Losing that extra bit of belly fat. So we can't spot reduced fat. You can't just start doing some crunches and then your stomach's going to get smaller. You can't just start doing arm workouts and the extra fat on your arms is magically going to go away. So fat loss is fat loss, no matter which way you cut it. And it's triggered by caloric deficit. So you have your calorie maintenance. Uh, you know, you consume enough calories to maintain your current lifestyle. Just maintain. You're not floating up or down in terms of weight. Caloric surplus, you're going to gain weight. You're eating more than your activity burns, so you will add on weight. You know, if you're trying to gain muscle, you do it that way, but you will gain weight. Um, so likewise with losing fat. Losing the belly fat, you need to just go into, I mean, as long as we're going to assume you're at maintenance, you don't have metabolic damage, we're going to assume best case scenario. And then you go into a surplus. Maybe you start by dropping it between three to 500 calories and you, you keep your workout routine. So then you will see weight loss. That, that's, that's really it. The math is, is pretty simple, but you also need to be consistent. Um, and you know, just some easy tips, stick to just whole foods, nice, clean foods, not fried garbage, not a bunch of sugar, white flour, processed meats, you know, things like that. Get good natural whole foods. Start there. Um, add more water to your day. Maybe you're someone who doesn't drink a lot of water. If, if you're like, oh, do I have a craving? Let's go get a glass of water. See if it helps. If you are hungry, have your healthy snack. Maybe you have nuts. Maybe you have some sweet peppers and some hummus. Something that can get you by if you are truly hungry. Mm. And then, uh, like I said, you need to be consistent. You know, you can't do it in two, three weeks. You're not going to lose your, your belly fat in two or three weeks. Maybe two or three months minimum if you're doing it right, where you're you're making small lifestyle changes. It's not like studying for a test where you memorize, you regurgitate, you get your grade, and then you're done with it. Um, you need to add the small things where it's going to maintain that good lifestyle because overall you're going to be healthier. Yeah, that's what we're going for a healthy lifestyle. You want to lose weight, but the proper way to do that and sustain that is to make small lifestyle changes a little bit at a time. Yeah. If you don't go to the gym at all, start it once a week. Make it painfully easy where it's like that's almost insultingly easy. Mm. Start there because a lot of people will try to, you know, all right, New Year's resolution. I'm going to start doing 6 a.m. workouts. Have you ever gotten up for a 6 a.m. workout? Like it's not that, not that fun. It's really not. It isn't. If, if you're used to that, like, okay, I'm going to add one more 6 a.m. workout to my week. That's a, an attainable thing. But if it's like, oh, I don't really go to the gym, start with once a week. Maybe it's a weekend. You can spend some extra time, do a little bit of everything. Um, but, yeah, don't go zero to 100. Don't completely overhaul things and make it unrealistic. Make it realistic. So, yeah, that's I've just seen a lot of things where – we make people think that they can lose fat where they want, when they want, mm -hmm. and it's not the case. No. It's not my opinion. It's science and facts. Like yeah. We can't do that. Um, and, like, it sounds cliche, but, like, being healthy and, like, achieving great health, it's not, like, an end, it's not an end goal or it's not a destination. It's a, it's a lifelong journey that is maintained. Like, once you get to where you want to be, it ends, like you said, it doesn't stop there. It's not like a test. you got to maintain. It's mm -hmm. a journey. It's not a final 
Mm-hmm. Like you can have checkpoints here and there, but like, I mean, it's a journey. And yeah. It's something you, I mean, and you can't change overnight. S- small things. Right. Exactly. And so. and look, if if you need to track for a little bit, do it. Like I'm currently doing it. I'm doing it for the next like ten more weeks mm-hmm. still. Uh, I'm on my own little twelve week journey of of goals. So it's not always fun. I mean, you need to make it fun. Like I enjoy cooking, so cooking for me isn't that hard of a thing to to get down and do. Um, you know, make it a game. What can I create with my food? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what can I create that's really fun at the gym? Maybe you do some slam balls. Maybe you throw a big heavy ball against a wall. Yep. That's pretty fun to do. Especially if you're angry one day, slam that ball as hard as you can on the ground. That'll make you feel a lot better. Yes, sir. You know, swing some clubs around, some kettlebells, do some powerful movements. So make it make it fun again. <clears throat> make it a game. We've talked to uh, Kellen Malad, uh, where it's just you know play. So make your movement fun. Uh, you know, hit that caloric deficit. Start small. Make sure you you're at maintenance well first. But, you know, whole foods, less processed meats, less sugar, less white flour and things. Drink more water and be consistent. Mm-hmm. Got to be consistent. You know, people rag on all these New Year's resolutioners, which I get it. You know, makes everything a little more crowded. Whatever. Don't rag on it unless they just quit. Like, that's the thing. Don't quit. If you're in there, awesome. That's your New Year's resolution. Good for you. I'm glad people are there. Hardest part's getting there sometimes. But don't quit. Mm-hmm. You know, be consistent. Like I said, it's not going to happen in a month. Yeah. Take three before you really notice some, like, okay, things are externally noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to give a few quick tips on that because the math isn't easy, but the journey is not easy either. Mm-hmm. Or the math isn't hard, sorry. Um, but, again, people don't know based on marketing and what others put out that you can't just spot reduce fat. Right. Like, just it's overall fat loss is what it is so healthier lifestyle you'll hit your goals that's it well said that's well it. said well said coach slager hey hey coach with colin at slagermeister on instagram hit me up let's go let's crush them goals people all right you ready to get down and nerdy with it tim yes sir all right so we've talked before on harvard did a study on happiness they have the longest running study on happiness they tracked people that were students all the way through middle and old age. So the result was the the thing that triggered happiness, the root of all, was good, healthy relationships. Now, they were a little more specific with, like kind of with significant others, but also relationships in general with your friends, just your social um, communication and things with other people that are going on where even someone they had uh, an older person is like 70s or 80s had back pain even people with physical pain were in less pain because they were happy due to a good relationship this guy this particular man he had back pain was fine with it it didn't affect him as much as it might someone else because he had such a good relationship with his wife mm. um so in and own the day, own your life. He said how people have a lot more, lot less chance of uh, younger death when they have good, strong social relationships. And like so, that. since this past weekend, 
that that was kind of part of my thing where, okay, <clears throat> I've been saying no to a lot of things and people because, I mean, we run this business. I'm trying to run my own private coaching business, also still have a day job. And, you know, trying to do all that, you say no to work a lot. Like mm-hmm. you say no to people in order to work and get things done. I feel like I need to keep pushing and, and hustling and doing all that. And so that's why this past weekend I go, okay, I've said no a lot of times to a lot of people to where <clears throat> I don't want people to stop reaching out because I really do appreciate offers and invites. So I need to accept a few of those so people don't think I'm just blowing off everyone all the time to where then maybe they might stop reaching out, which I would understand. It's like you don't reach out to the same person over and over. They keep saying no. What's the point at, at you know, seven, eight no's? It's like, all right, he's just going to turn me down. I'm not even going to offer anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want that to start to happen. I needed to invest some time into my social relationships. Um, And that's something that, you know, that, but the relationships with, like, a significant other, that's still a tough one for me. Trying to give that, that's where I get in touch with my my spiritual side a little more. Trying to give that to God, where I'm trying to improve that with what I think I can control. And it's frustrating. I'm very frustrated by this at the moment. Uh, just by way of how some things are and are not going with this side of my life. But that's what fueled my my road rage on the way over here, <laughs> for sure. But uh, it, it's, it's something where I'm trying not to push too much with that because I think with certain things in life, when you push and push and push, you push things away. You know, you always hear, if you want something, you need to go after it and not stop till you get it. With some things, with business for sure, I believe that. Sometimes with, with people though, if you keep pushing and pushing, I think you can push them away. Mm-hmm. Where I don't try to overdo it, but okay, what can I control? And I need to leave the rest to God. Mm-hmm. But it's still a tough one for me, man. I still struggle with it. Yeah, That's like my one thing. That and finances. Uh, the money thing I've kind of given more to him, but the relationship stuff is still tough. Mm-hmm. Like it's... That's a hard one, but uh, after reading this, it's like okay, I, I need to improve with with my friends and social relationships, and make sure those are all really uh, well set. And then you know, I think the other side will improve. Okay, I hope. I think I, I think it would. Yeah, but yeah. So this this kind of fueled my okay. I need to make sure I get out. I invest time with some friends um, and just hang out, be casual. There's no, we're hanging out while I'm working or while I'm writing. I'm just hanging in the same room. No, engaged with those people, mm-hmm. investing in that. I like that. So yeah, need to, we need to work. You got to say no to people, but also still got to have those yeses. Yeah. So. And like that, that's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like get, having like a genuine conversation with someone else like that, that qualify, like any type of conversation, mm-hmm. like take a break from, focusing on you and yourself and your grind and just go learn about what someone else is learning about. Like it's, yeah. it's actually really refreshing. Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for saying that. And like people like people love feeling a sense of belonging, belonging to other mm-hmm. people, like yes. a group, like that's where that comes from. Whether it's one other person, or <coughs> it's like a group of people. Yeah. Like people, people crave that for sure. Yeah. From so. recess to adult life. You want to, mm-hmm. you want to be wanted. Yeah. Right. That's just, just, that's human condition. Yeah. It's nice to feel wanted. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, man. No problem. 
All you people listening to all that, thanks for listening. My frustrations, my struggles, my road rage. <laughs> but th- it's a turn-only lane. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Read the arrows. It goes right, not straight. Maybe people forgot their rights and lefts. Maybe. Don't know how to read. Maybe. <laughs> all right. What you got? Yeah, so I just want to end the show talking about a section out of Outwitting the Devil that kind of ties into some thoughts I had this week. Oh, um, that was a good book that you, when yeah. you were reading that uh, real time, that was, I always liked when you would bring this one up, so I'm excited. Yeah. I just want to talk about, like, goals. So, like, every, per, every, the book states that every successful person has a major goal in life, which she is, he or she is always working towards. But there's always there's also many small minor goals that lead to the big central scheme. So what that says is like, don't like be so busy looking up the mountain that you're gonna trip over the shrubs right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like conquer the small stuff. Um, and we posted a quote on our Instagram this week about um, it's sometimes when you have a really big goal that is much bigger than yourself, like it's easy to feel like you're out of control. Of, of things like you you might not feel like in control of your life we've all been there before where man i'm not really sure if i have a grip on life right now uh, but there's like two small things that you can do to become more in control and that's make a promise and then keep it and then set a goal and work to achieve it those two things like the, and those goals like the promise that can be a small promise to someone else or a small promise to yourself to keep yourself accountable and then like setting goals and working to achieve them like start small like if you're trying to accomplish something, anything meaningful in life, I've been trying to like kind of set goals into like three categories. The first is like learning goals. Like if you're trying to like learn, if you're trying to become something, learn about people and things that make you become that. Mm -hmm. So like set small goals, but Hey, like 10 minutes a day for the next month, I'm going to, I'm going to just read this certain type of thing, like small things. Like I'm going to, I'm going to watch YouTube videos and learn about this thing. Small like learning goals. And then there's this other section called creating goals. Write down your thoughts. Like write down what you've learned and how you're going to apply it. Like put it out on paper. You posted a story this weekend about writing stuff down. Yeah, put it on paper. Yeah, like create. Like once you've learned, set like small goals about how to create things. Like hey, for five minutes a day this week, I'm going to write down ideas on how I'm going to implement the information I've learned in use that information. I'm going to create value. I'm going to create things that'll allow me to do that. Mm -hmm. And then relationship goals. You should set goals about getting in touch with people, um, learning from other people, presenting your solution to other people, creating like important alliances that are going to help you reach that goal. So that's kind of how just the small things like every successful person in life has a grand scheme of what they want to achieve. But like you can't do that unless you attack the small things. Mm-hmm. Your learning goals, your creating goals, and your relationship goals. I think you can start from those three things, and yeah. you can really make a difference. So that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what I got from it, and it's just kind of how I've tried to apply things lately. So. And and I really like, <clears throat> man, I really like the uh, make the promise and keep it because mm-hmm. the back half is what that's the hard part. Yeah. Right. And whether it's promise to other people or yourself. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. Like, get it done. Yeah. Or don't say it at all. Uh, or the, I'm going to do this um, in terms of if someone's going to create a business or a product or, or something. Yeah, I think I'm going to do this this year. No, don't say that. Just do it and then you can tell someone, yeah, so I did this. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have a prototype 
currently being made in the works. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, that sounds a lot cooler than what you're going to do. Right. Like, I'm going to get a Maserati when I'm older. Yeah, that shit's going to happen. But, I mean, I'm going to, I mean, I guess I did say it already publicly to the world, but <laughs> that I'm going to do that. So now, yeah, now I'm a product of my own my own hate here. But uh, you get the idea where it's like, oh, I'm, so a goal of mine is learning Spanish. But I don't want to go around, yeah, I'm going to learn Spanish. I'm going to start learning Spanish. I'm just going to start. Um, and to where I do need to free up some space on my phone because I need to download the app, but my phone's too full right now. Mm -hmm. So that's my <laughs> that's my next uh, hurdle is doing that. Cut so, your cut your photo storage. Yes. So I'm that's, in the I'm in the process story. of my Spanish goal, mm -hmm. but <laughs> I have a hiccup with my phone. <laughs> so that's I'm in the process. I'm okay. I'm doing the things. Okay. But it, it's stuff like that to where you know just just do it or if it's Hey, I'll get you this video by this day, or I'll get you this this post by this day. Make sure it happens. Mm -hmm. Make sure it happens. Um, or if it's something for for your boss at work, hey, if if they didn't give you a timeline, but you said, oh, I'll just get this done by tomorrow. I'll have it to you then. Make make sure it's done by tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so, or or give him, hey, I'll get it done by Tuesday. Get it done a day early. That. Mm -hmm. Uh, over deliver undersell, but uh, also doing the small steps. You, you said breaking things down, doing small action steps too. That's you know, make it painfully easy. Okay, my small action step is clearing space on my phone mm -hmm. so I can learn the Spanish that I want to learn. Yeah. Uh, like I said, with working out, make it painfully easy once a week. Start with one day out of seven of doing some physical activity. Uh, same thing with, with the goals here, you know, you're starting a podcast, start with making sure you're going to have enough content with, with whatever the subject is about, then, okay, look up, do you need to buy equipment or is there some place locally that you're going to go that it's already a built studio? However it is, you know, then do that. Okay. That's done. I know what we need here. Okay. Just the small line item things that people don't don't see you have to do but you got to get done mm -hmm. and they're not always fun things but breaking it down into small increments do a little bit take a break do a little bit take a break helps so yep yeah i uh god i really need to get on this book too because that's a, you always bring good insights from outwitting the devil that's a great one of course there should be good insights if you're outwitting the devil he's pretty yeah. smart yeah he's pretty smart cat takes over a lot of people napoleon hill you got the foundation or <laughs> no got the formula that's what i'm looking for that's right Smart guy. He's good at math. Yes, he he is. is good. He's got the formula. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for bringing that one up. Yeah. I enjoy that one. Always happy to. Tim, anything else for our lovely, loyal listeners today? So, yeah, there's some consonants in okay. there. I know you like your, your play on words. That's right. Uh, have a good week. Kill it this week. Set small goals. Achieve them. Make what? promises. Keep them. Go Head over to iTunes. Give us some suggestions on how we can make the show better. Let us know what we're doing right. Um, as well as five stars yeah five stars five stars <laughs> just give give us a sentence or two of, of what you appreciate about the show what you want to see more of yeah what, we appreciate what, your feedback what kind of Tuesday do you want people to have a terrific Tuesday terrific Tuesday alright right. everyone you heard it here first from Tim go have a terrific Tuesday thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you on Thursday <laughs>